Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Let's go to the Lord in prayer now and let's ask him that by his spirit he would speak to us from his word. Father, this is your word. We thank you that it was inspired, written, preserved by your Holy Spirit. And we honor you today. We ask you that by your Spirit you will speak to us what it is that you would desire for us to hear today. For those who are under divine appointment today with this word, open their hearts, settle and seal it in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 37, I'll begin reading. Do not fret, don't get worried and anxious because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they will soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Don't set somebody up outside of the operation of the kingdom of God as your hero. Do away with wanting to be like the wicked. Verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Now here we have an internal command and an external instruction. Trust in the Lord. What does the Bible say about faith? Faith comes by what? Hearing the what? Do you know that trust comes by not hearing? Trust comes when you're not hearing a thing. Trust comes when you're confused and decide to trust Him anyway. Trust is a decision that you make in your inner man that based On his track record, you are deciding that you will trust him even though you don't understand. You will trust him even though you're not hearing a thing. You will trust him even though you seem to be directionless and confused. But notice what he also says outside of the command, he gives you instruction. Trust in the Lord and do good. Don't just make an internal decision, make an external decision. Make a decision to obey when you're not understanding. Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own ability to understand. Don't make yourself have to understand it before you're willing to obey it. As it relates to the the voice and the word of God. I will trust you even though I don't understand. I will still trust you. May God give us the internal resolve to say as Job, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. There weren't any amens on that one, was there? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. None of us want to go there, but if you are there, 
you have got to make a decision at some point. Even though you cry out, my God, why have you forsaken me? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Trust in the Lord and do good. What is good? Sometimes when we're real confused, doing good means just taking the next right step. <laughs> well, I, I'm not hearing the Lord tell me anything. Well, did you get up this morning? Did you get dressed? That's a good thing. You don't want to get in jail. Did you know that you should do that? Did you know that you should be kind to those that God has placed in your life? Did you know that you are to communicate with God by prayer? When you don't have the big picture of what in the world should I do next to resolve this issue, just make the decision to trust in the Lord and do the next right thing. Well, pastor, I'm confused over what the next right thing is. Well, you might be confused over the next big right thing, but in the absence of knowing the next big right thing, just keep doing the next small right things. Should you go to work? Absolutely. You see, work came in before sin came in. Did you all know that? Some people say you work because sin came in. No, you didn't. God gave Adam and Eve assignments to get busy doing things before they ever sinned. The next right step. Trust in the Lord and keep moving. Do good. Dwell in the land. In other words, stop dreaming about what you want, the land you want to be in and start dwelling in the land you're in now. Stop allowing what, how you want it to be to stop you from moving forward in where you are. You've got to dwell in the land. You've got to possess that which God has given you. You're not going to get the land that you're dreaming about until you dwell in the land that you have now. The Word says that God will honor those who are faithful in a little. I see so many believers with a lottery mentality. They want to strike it rich, never have any issues, everything to be the, the swell dream that they have, but they don't dwell in the land. That is, function in the day-to-day -day issues. Doing what? Trusting in the Lord. And notice what he says, Feed on His faithfulness. Has He been faithful to you? The Word says that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Has God given you good gifts to enjoy? In the absence of knowing what to do, just start feeding, taking in daily, and giving thanksgiving and praise to God for His faithfulness. If He's not telling you direction, feed on His faithfulness. Thank Him that every single time that you thought it was over, He has intervened and brought you through. 
Every single time you didn't think you'd ever want to see another sunrise, God has been faithful and brought you to the next day. Feed on his faithfulness. I don't know about you, but my tendency is to forget the track record. I want to see the new stuff and forget the track record. Feed on his faithfulness. Let's don't always be trying to be somewhere else. Let's dwell in the land and recognize he's faithful and let's submit to that knowing that he wants what's best for us. You're his daughter. You're his son. You don't think that giving up his own precious son that he's not hopelessly in love with you? You're never going to get anywhere with him until you trust and believe what the Word says about you. He is absolutely in love with you. He wants the best for you. You've got to stop defining how he feels about you based on your life circumstances. If you weren't able to get through it by his grace, you wouldn't be going through it. If you're going through it, you can get through it. Notice what he says next in verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. The word delight means to submit and to embrace him, his agenda, where he becomes your life. Where, where, where you recognize that the only way you really get fulfilled in this life is by submitting to Him and His agenda. He is absolutely in love with you. Delight yourself. Let Him become, listen, the focal point of your life. And don't lose that. Let Him become the focal point of your day. Let His presence begin to be acknowledged the moment you become conscious in the morning. That He becomes the source of your life. The, the Word says, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, Jesus said. Do you believe it? Delight yourself. Move Him into that throne room, move him into the absolute essence of your life. Let him be the joy of your life. Let him be the comforter when you can't seem to go another way. Let him become your all in all. Trust in him. Delight yourself in him. And when you do that, he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, a lot of believers today don't get anywhere with God because they don't know what they want. What they want is something that is constantly changing in the realm of their mind. Can I tell you something? You've got a promise here. Do you, do you know, has it ever become clear in the depth of your being what you really want? 
Sometimes that come, becomes clear through suffering. Sometimes that becomes clear <laughs> through recognizing what you thought was what you wanted and it turns out to be shallow and hollow and temporary. But anyway we get there, what we need to be doing is saying, God, show me what I really want. How could you do that, Pat? Listen, listen. Are you born again? Well, three of us are. Dear Lord, I might be to preach an evangelistic sermon here. Are you born again? That's better. I was about to do the four spiritual laws or something. <clears throat> you, listen, the Holy Spirit lives where? Who is the source of your real life? Listen to me. Down deep in your inner man, there dwells the true desires of your heart. Your eyes and your ears and your feelings will deceive you, but way down in the depths of your innermost being, the Holy Spirit indwells you as a believer, and there are desires that He has for you, and they are really the essence of your desires for yourself. Way down deep in your inner man, you want what he wants for you because you know he wants the best for you. Many believers have never taken the time to really go through what it takes to get down to the very depths of their being and decide what they really want. And therefore, it's all out there in the surface. Well, I want this to look like this and I want that to look like this and I want to have this home and live in this place and drive this vehicle and have this bank account and I want this to be a spouse and that and this. way down deep in your inner man do you really know what you want delight yourself in the Lord You say, Pastor, why is it important to know what I really want? Because if you delight yourself in the Lord, He's on record as saying He'll give you the desires of your heart. And if you don't even know what it is, you might miss it. Do you want relief or do you want resolution? Do you want that which is temporary and fleeting and looks good on the external or do you want something that connects with you in your inner man that you just believe you can't live without? Delight yourself in the Lord. Submit to Him. Embrace Him. I've got some things here in the notes. To, to submit to the Lord and to really make Him the, the, the absolute Lord of your life, you've got to be convinced of the evidence that's based on the Word, because if you're not convinced of the evidence based on the Word, your circumstances are going to be so confusing that you will think, well, you know, why would you give me that child for? Why would you give me this job for? Why would you give me this place to live for? You're going to always be believing and holding your father at arm's length if you interpret how he feels about you and what he wants for you 
based on circumstances that are constantly swirling about you. They are subject to change. Everybody say it with me. My circumstances are subject to change. What God says about you. What have we been studying? Ephesians 1. God says this about you as his daughter, his son. You're holy and righteous and blameless and loved and forgiven and accepted and made an inheritance. inheritance. Do you believe it? It's either true or it's not. Would to God that we would all cry out for greater revelation of how he feels about us and then begin to delight in him those deep, permanent, legitimate desires that are in your inner man. You say, well, I don't know. I, I feel uncomfortable telling him what I want. Let's go over to Philippians chapter 4. Just turn way over to the right in the New Testament there and go to Philippians chapter 4. I want to show you something that is usually missed in this passage. <clears throat> we usually look at this passage as something that we can do to combat anxiety. Well, it is that for sure. But I want you to see something here in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. That's a choice you make. Happiness is a feeling, but joy is something deep within you by the Holy Spirit, one of the fruits of the Spirit. Rejoice in the Lord. Bring it to the surface all the time. And again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness, let your under control spirit be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. I always like to say it like this. Stay under control because the Lord is right here, right now. Do you practice his presence? You know what's hard for me? Being out there on 280 and somebody has felt like that they are the king or queen of the earth and has snarled up my agenda for the next 30 minutes. Y'all don't struggle with that? Thank you for your honesty. It's hard for me to rejoice in the Lord right then. You know why I don't rejoice in the Lord right then? Because I'm not obedient to what he just said. Let your under control spirit be made known to all men. The Lord is right here, right now. So when I'm getting aggravated at somebody delaying my agenda, what I should do is practice the presence of the Lord and get into an attitude of thanksgiving and open the door for him to tell me what he's been trying to tell me. And I'm so aggravated I can't hear it. So you need to pray for your pastor. I have skin on just like you do. Then notice what he says. After you take those steps, don't be worried or anxious about how much. Hmm. Don't be worried or anxious about anything. Is that a command or just a frilly little request? Be anxious for nothing, he says. So if I am allowing myself to get all worried and fretful, am I disobeying a command? Yes or no? 
Well, now let's get real honest here. What would the Bible call that? That would say your pastor is sinning when he does that, right? Yes or no? Be anxious for nothing but in everything. Here's how you combat anxiety. In everything, turn what is making you anxious and laden down into prayer. Bring it before God in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now, this is powerful right here. Prayer is your communication with God when you're not exactly certain what He wants to do. Supplication is a request based on evidence. That is, I see a promise in the Word of God, and a supplication means I could go to my Father and say, Now, Father, I see right here in your Word that this says that you desire to do this. So I want to line up with what you desire to do. I know that the Word says that you're not willing that anybody perish, but that all should come to repentance. So my supplication is that you do whatever it takes to draw my son, draw my daughter, draw my brother, draw my friend into repentance. That is, restore them back to that right place so that they don't perish. That's a supplication. That is where you can stand and know what God has said in His Word. But now, my prayer, God, I just don't know what to do or say in this situation. I bring myself before you. I'm absolutely open to whatever your voice would say through your holy word by your spirit or through the external direction of your, own, of your circumstances. I am submitting myself to you, not knowing what to do, but relying on you to direct my steps. How many of you know you can be in a dark room and still step? Trusting and relying on the one who could turn the light on at any minute. With thanksgiving, Lord, I recognize that you want the very best for me. I may be in a dark place. I may be full of anxiety, but I give you thanks that you all have that you yourself are my deliverer, my provider, and that you are at work. I said you are right now at work to bring your highest and best into my life. So let's read it again. Be anxious for nothing, but here's how you combat it. In everything by prayer and with requests based on the word, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I have people say to me all the time, should I tell God what I want? And my answer is, if you're not, you're being disobedient. That gives them a hard time. Let your requests be made known to God. Well, Pastor, doesn't God know what I really want? He told you to bring it to the surface and express it. That's his invitation and his direction. 
Look, this is not for his sake. This is for your sake. This will help bring clarity to you. He's not confused. Let your request be made known to God. You know what I found? That the more that I honor and obey this, my request, what I really want, sometimes begins to turn and change. When I delight myself in the Lord, I am saying to the Lord, I believe you will give me the desires of my heart, but I'm submitting to you and I believe that you are in control of whatever the desires of my heart should be because you're looking out for my best interest. I'm finite, I don't see the whole picture, and many times I ask for things that are inferior. So I am asking you to draw me into that relationship of grace with you where I desire to delight myself into you. Knowing that you will rule and overrule in the desires of my heart. Because you want the highest and best for me. Notice this wonderful promise. That if we will do what we've just studied. And the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding. You can't figure out why you've got peace. When your whole life seems to be unraveling. The peace of God. And remember, that peace is in your spirit man, where you're born again. Will guard your heart, that is the depth of your being, and it will rise to the surface of your mind, that part of your soul, the where you process things from the inside and the outside. That peace will rise up and take control of your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. What a promise. Most of the time we forget the command of 1 Peter 5. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you and promote you at the right time casting all your care over on him for he deeply, desperately cares about you. What do you want? What do you want way down you know one reason why we don't think we have what we want yet is because we hadn't been willing to really know what it is we want if you get something that your spirit man really wants but you're not connecting with it you will probably take it for granted treat it badly not treasure it It is not only okay, it is required before you and the Lord to know what you really want. Does it line up with his expressed desires, the evidence of which is in his word and by his spirit? Pastor, what if I am praying and seeking God and really trying to determine what it is to bring thy true desires to the surface, what should I do? Two things. Continue to ask the Lord 
to show you any inferior desires and ask him to become the love of your life. Begin to build your life, not around other people and their choices, but begin to build your life about the only one who created you and redeemed you. Do you know that every relationship you've got is going to go away except one? I've been in love with this woman for 41 years. I can't imagine my life without her. But can I tell you something? At some point, one of us is going to have to do without the other one's presence. Married as long as we have, it's going to come to an end. It kills me on the inside to even think about it, but it will happen. Every relationship that you have, marriage, anything, is going to stop being the way it is. There is only one eternal relationship that you have, and that is with the Lord who loves you more than you can imagine. Are you investing in that? Are you delighting in Him? Do you recognize that He is the only way you can have fulfillment in your life? Do you recognize that all other wonderful relationships are gifts? They're gifts. Only His is going to last forever. Are you investing in it? So recognize and build your relationships around Him and around the recognition that He is the source of your life. As you go along this process, there are going to be times when what you believe you want doesn't line up with what you see you're getting. So what do you do then? You stay before the Lord and you declare with your own mouth over your own life God, you have the right to rule and to overrule in my inner man and over every one of my choices. And I'm asking you on the things that I can't see and know, I'm asking you to interve intervene and give me evidence that I can walk with. Ev I am where I am. I'm not some mystic out there in the middle of a cornfield that goes and hears an audience with God every morning. But I do know this, that I truly desire, and I'm declaring the desire of my heart is to delight myself in you. You are the Lord of my life. Even if I've made inferior choices, you're going to give me the grace to go through my pain. But what I want you to know is, I want you to intervene, and I want you to change my inner world. I want you to change my desires to become in line with your desire. You hold the trump card. You know all about me and want the best for me, and so I submit that to you. Now, I'm asking you to not only change me in the inside, but right now I'm so weak and vulnerable. I am where I am. 
I am asking you to give me unmistakable evidence that I'm to continue down this path. You say, Pastor, that seems like you're asking God to intervene from external and, and get involved in external things. That sounds like a weakness of faith. Do you have perfect faith? You hear God perfectly on everything? If you do, let me know. We'll have the elders pray over you. You don't. So it's okay to say, God, since I'm submitting myself to you, I am needing external evidence to continue down the path of what I believe are the desires of my heart. Put up a detour if I am, I am wanting that which is inferior to your best for me. But if it is your best for me, remove the detours and build a freeway. Let me know it. Let me know it. Do you know that there's nothing more precious than knowing in your knower? You all know what I mean by that? You can have external evidence that is telling you through what you see, through what you hear, through what you feel. You can feel, you, you, you can have external evidence that is mounting up, but if you know in your knower, I said, if you know in your knower, you'll be anchored. You will have the grace to walk through anything you have to walk through. So ask the Lord, as I delight in you, help me to understand what the true desires of my heart are. And the word says, let them be made known to God. Do you pray about it? Do you speak it out? It is not wrong to desire and have dreams and plans and ambitions that are through the filter of the one who wants the best of for you. God has created you with internal desires. Go for it. Take steps toward that which you deeply desire. Under the wisdom and the counsel of the Lord. And last, I want to show you this back in our passage in Psalm 37. I'm closing with this, and this is one of the most powerful things in the whole passage. Verse 7, rest in the Lord. Previously, he said in verse 5 and 6, commit your way to the Lord. In other words, God, it's in your hands. It is in your hands. Trust in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. You ever tried to change something so hard you did everything you knew to do? You gave all the effort you had. You talked, you prayed, you spent, you loved, you gave. You, you did everything you know to do, and it's not turning out so good. Just turn it over 
to the Lord, commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will do what you can't do. He will bring it to pass. In verse 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Don't be anxious or worried about what somebody else is doing that seems to be getting where you want to go. That will come to an end. It'll be exposed. Don't, verse 8, do not fret. It only causes harm. Do you know, if you go to work in the morning and you're worried and fearful and anxious, you're going to cause harm. If you walk around your house with worry, fret, and anxiety, you're going to cause harm in your family. That culture is going to be absorbed by those around you. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Can I tell you something? Waiting for the Lord is the hardest thing you'll ever have to do. When you're, when you're in a place of great pain and you're crying out and you're not seeing breakthroughs, waiting on the Lord to intervene is going to be the most difficult thing you'll ever have to do. Wait patiently for Him. If you could have changed them, you would have already done it. Wouldn't you? We have to get to that point to where we commit it. You know what that means? I commit the final outcome to you, God. Their lives, my job, our well-being. It's in your hands. I'm going to show up and do what I'm, I'm going to dwell in the land and be faithful. I'm going I'm to do what I'm supposed to do. But I'm in ownership. You're in ownership, I'm in management. You're in ownership, I'm in management. The final outcome is up to you. You're not going to rest in the Lord until you recognize and release the final results into His hands. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Would you bow your heads with me, please? I need thee every hour, most holy Lord. make this your prayer to the Lord today. Let's sing it together. I need thee every myself in you. I submit my desires, most holy God. Show me where I'm seeking something inferior to your best for me. 
Show me where I'm about to give up on something that is a breakthrough waiting for me. Thank you that you're at work behind the scenes. Oh, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom, discernment to interpret what it is that you're doing. And would you say to the Lord, I want to delight myself in you greater and greater. Show me what it is that is your highest and best for me. And I desire with all my heart what you want. Intervene, overrule, affirm or restrain. Oh Lord, I will come boldly before your throne and express the desires that I believe are in line with yours. And I will rest in you and wait patiently for you to do what only you can do. Only you can bring resolution. room today speak to your sons and daughters let this word go deep into our spirit man and burn within us let it burn out that which is inferior and may we see clearly the God who is totally constant in love with us May we kneel in our inner man and bow to your highest and best for us. And knowing through the affirmation of your spirit, may we do whatever you say. If you say go, may we go. If you say wait, give us the grace to wait. Please bring all of us into that place where we rest in you wait patiently for you to do what only you can do. We lift up our desires to you, O God, today as a church. Rule and overrule. Affirm and restrain. Work mightily to bring to pass that which originates in your heart. people said I love you church please be here and hear Jeremiah next Sunday I look forward to that myself go with God he's going with you you can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com